thanks for joining us here at Paths to Restoration. I'm Ed Suzuski, and I am joined by Chris Camilli. She is an author, a speaker, a retreat host, uh, a, a friend of mine from Ohio, my Ohio days. And uh, Chris is the author of a bunch of books, and including Come Lord Jesus, which is an Advent book that we'll be talking about today, as well as her latest book, Everything is Yours. Chris, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. It's good to see you and talk to you today. Right, yeah, in our quarantine state here. Um, I know, so weird. So, Chris, I uh, just want to give you a chance to talk a little bit about, you know, your books, your retreats, um, you know, Advent's coming yeah. soon, so um, especially the Advent book, but, you know, Everything is Yours came out pretty recently, too, so there's a lot to, a lot to talk about here. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, well, I'll start with maybe Everything is Yours since that one's the most recent, and then we'll move towards Advent if that works for you. Great. Um, the uh, Everything is Yours is a book on surrender, which is everyone's favorite topic, right? It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's the most fun thing to talk about. Um, it, is, it is a book that really, um, I've, I've said that Eugene Peterson's son told him that he had one sermon and he just preached it over and over. And I've said that um, that is very true for me with this particular project. Everything is Yours is sort of my one sermon. Um, the topic of surrender is very near and dear to my heart, um, not not by choice, um, but because I've just walked through a lot of um, wrestling with the Lord about what it looks like to actually, you know, want to do it his way rather than my way. And um, this book was just born out of, you know, many years of wrestling and walking through that season. So it took five years to write and it's finally out in the world. And um, I think it's a, it's like a memoir-ish. Um, I wouldn't say it's like straight line memoir, but if you like personal stories, um, there's lots of personal stories in there. Um, but I think it's got a lot of application too. So I, I feel like it strikes a good balance between, um, you know, kind of sharing both of those things without being like a hardcore teaching book. Um, there's just a lot of, it's very personal. It's a very personal project to me. And I think that the people, at least the feedback I'm getting from people who've read it, um, is that it's personal to them too. So it's, it's good. I think it's a good project. Um, let's see, come Lord Jesus. I don't even remember the year that I released that. I want to say it was about four years ago. I think I'm really bad with time. And especially in the pandemic, I have lost all sense of right. time. Like It's just yeah. gone. I don't know when things are happening. It feels like it was, you know, six weeks ago, my husband will be like, that was six months ago. And I'm like, well, I don't know, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, it's all the same right now. Uh, but that is a Advent um, devotional, basically. It has 25 readings in it for the season of Advent. And they're very short. Um, and they end with a prayer and I think one or maybe two questions at the end of each reading for just contemplation, but it's not a heavy read. I don't think I feel like it's manageable. I know that's one of the things I personally struggle with during the holiday seasons, Advent or Lent feeling like, do I really have time to add another reading in on top of other things that I'm already reading? But um, I purposely made these very um, succinct so that it wouldn't feel like overwhelm in the middle of an already overwhelming season for most of the time. But it centers on, um, Come Lord Jesus is really centered around this idea of waiting. 
And so it's, it's a great companion, I think, for people who are impatient, like me, um, by nature. It's just sort of helps, um, I think it helps sort of recalibrate your heart in a season where waiting is kind of the, you know, the underlying theme. Um, so yeah, I really love Come Lord Jesus. That book, um, it makes the rounds every Advent. Um, and I, I really feel like that's a special project. That one was really fun to write, um, is very meaningful to me. Um, and it's fun seeing it every, every Advent when it circles around, it's fun to see it out there again. And like waiting and surrender are kind of related. <laughs> yes. Yes. See, it's my one sermon. It, right. <laughs> they are related. They very much are. And so, yeah, that theme of surrender, of course, is going to be in, um, come Lord Jesus too. It just is, it's more the Advent slant. Um, and so there's scripture passages in there that deliberately, you know, kind of draw you back to um, what God is doing, what he's been doing and what um, we're looking forward to in our waiting in the season of um, Advent. So yeah, it's, it's very special to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I was thinking about Advent that um, I feel like it has this way of almost like sneaking up on us. Uh, mm -hmm. because you're like you're like focused on thanksgiving and like black friday cyber monday and then it's like wait a second it's advent um you know now the the good news is that we have nothing to distract us right now um, right. Right? <laughs> it's nothing distracting like you know it's amazing um you know, yeah. there's nothing on the news websites to talk about so that's really helpful um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I, I want to just to kind of like share that that feeling to you, like this, you know, what your what your thoughts are as far as that idea of like Advent kind of like kind of surprises us sometimes. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, even this year, I realized, you know, looking at the calendar, I think it starts on the 29th of um, November, and it feels like you know that is literally on the heels of Thanksgiving, and um, it it does feel I feel like that every year. I feel like Advent is this sneaky little thing that, you know, we're just kind of in autumn, we're doing all these fall things. And the next thing you know, um, it's Advent and the surprise of it. I feel like I'm surprised by it every year. And I feel like that's ridiculous. Like, you know, it's coming, you know, it's going to happen. But every year I feel like, oh my goodness, it's Advent already. And, um, you know, the time the issues of time, I feel like the book definitely, there's one in particular that I'm thinking of that deals with like Kronos versus Kairos time. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you're talking about waiting, you can't avoid talking about time and what a slippery thing it feels like. And the idea that we have our foot in sort of two time times at the same time, um, you know, God's timing for things, which is in my experience, always different than mine. Um, mm -hmm. And then my time that I'm living in my, my day to day time. And so um, you know, even the fact that Advent always catches me by surprise, I think um, that always just strikes me as kind of poetic and interesting that um, God operates so much that way in just his own time frame, whatever, you know, whatever God's timeline looks like, who knows. Um, we always think we're like catching a glimpse of it. And I feel like we're, we don't really have any idea <laughs> what God is doing right. <laughs> and when. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, that's one of the reasons I do love, I personally love Advent and I grew up in a liturgical church. So Advent has always been part of my personal um, faith practice. Yeah. Um, 
so Advent is very special to me. I love the way it sort of marks a season. And I feel like even though Advent hits at what is normally when we're not in a pandemic, a very chaotic and full season, I feel like it'll be maybe a little less so. We won't be having the Christmas parties that we might have or um, some of the gatherings that we normally would be preparing for. Those will be either paired way, way down or, or not happening at all. Yeah. And I feel like Advent is an opportunity to try to pause and stand still or sit still in the middle of a season that could easily just like steamroll us um, with mm. all of the things that surround it. And so, and, and Lent is, you know, the sister season to that. And Lent is also a season that I love. And I do feel like actually come Lord Jesus, you could use it during Lent or Advent because both of those are waiting seasons. And mm. both of those are seasons that are sort of um, underpinned with this idea of surrender. And so, um, you know, it, but I think my, I guess my point is that I, I like that it forces me to slow down that right. the time that feels so crazy is like, no, we're going to rein it in and just try to slow down and pay attention to what is happening. Um, you know, in my own heart during the season, in the world, you know, there's just so much to sit with. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, the, the thought or the picture that comes to mind is when I was uh, doing my driving lesson and the instructor had the, the gas and the brake pedal on his side of the car too. <clears throat> and I was coming to a traffic light and I thought I can totally make this. I see my dad blow through yellow lights like this all the time, you know, like you just, and not thinking that the, the driving instructor is right there next to me, but I was, I was going for it and he just like hit that brake. <laughs> and I just remember that shock of like, Whoa, I'm stopping. And you know, that's a little bit like what, like trying to do like spiritual practices during Advent feels yes. a little bit like where you're like, it's a, it's a jarring. And I think that, um, you know, we don't, we don't love that discomfort, that jarring feeling. Uh, but if we can kind of lean into it, you know, and that's, that's why I, I love having books like yours out there just because it gives us something to, to guide us through that kind of jarring sensation because yeah. not the kind of thing that you would choose necessarily. No. And actually it makes me think of, um, I love that story. I can only imagine I'm just picturing you just like, Oh my God, <laughs> this car is coming to a grinding halt. And I mean, really, I feel like there are so many spiritual uh, overlaps with that idea because I feel like sometimes that is what happens in our life. Um, you know, when we're trying to engage with God on certain things, sometimes it is like everything comes to a grinding halt and we're just in this moment of like a pause. And sometimes that pause is, we oftentimes don't know how long the pause is, you know, with a stoplight, you know, it's going to change. But, uh, you know, sometimes spiritually, we don't know when the light is going to change for us. It's just a, it's just a holding. Um, and I feel like Advent is so much a season of just holding, of holding the mystery, holding the wonder of what God is doing, what he's done, what he will do. You know, this, again, there's just this overlap of timelines, but it made me think of when I first started writing that book, I was listening to like Pandora radio or something in my kitchen and this banking ad came on and I referenced this in the introduction to come Lord Jesus. And this woman says something along the lines of they're talking about how fast their banking is, how you can access it everywhere. And she said to me, impatience is a virtue. And I like, I had this like electric <laughs> moment when I heard that over the ad and I thought like, 
well, first there was a little bit of conviction because I was like, I'm, I am extremely impatient. I have to work so hard to battle that in myself. I just am a very much like right now kind of person. Um, and so there was a little bit of conviction there, but then I just thought that is the opposite of the way God works. God is just, he has patience. Like we can't even fathom the patience of God mm. and that God is inviting us into that patient waiting space, trust and trust, right? Trusting that God works on God's time. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's good time, no matter what we think about it, it is good time. And God is never late, you know, and he is never slow. And so these ideas and that that banking ads are sort of like, it was like, I just had this moment of like, oh yeah, we need to talk about this. We need to talk about the fact that impatience for many of us is a virtue. And it's right. not a good one. Right. <laughs> it's not. And it doesn't work well with spiritual practices, you right. know, which often are slower and require patience. And so yeah, it just that just made me think of that. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Yeah. And that's that's a great um, you know, segue as far as just uh, talking about, you know, spiritual formation practices that are this like this very slow patient process versus kind of the impatient stuff that's around us. Mm -hmm. And you know, we're surrounded by that immediate gratification on, um, you know, our smartphones on social media. And that's, you know, part right. of the, the tension of this podcast is to get into how, you know, digital stuff shapes us and how our spiritual practices shape us so that, you know, those differences. Um, I, I'm curious, like, you know, seeing Advent as a time to maybe like reset a little bit um, I don't know where you've been as far as social media use over the past couple of months or whatever, but do you see yourself <clears throat> shifting or changing how you've been using social media or how you've been online or how you've been using your, your phone or not using your phone? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can confess it's been too much social media. Um, I, especially, um, you know, I certainly, we do not need to talk about it, but the election season, um, I was reading a lot of things. I was trying to stay up to date on things. Right. And, um, you know, I am in a season now as we're getting closer to Advent. It's just a couple weeks away, getting closer to Thanksgiving. I've already been thinking about how do I want to pull back here because um, I don't need to consume what I've been consuming anymore. I feel like I need a, I definitely need a break. Um, it needs to look different in this season. And so, yeah, I... I am thinking about how I will um, kind of navigate that because I, you know, it takes time. That's time. And, you know, if you use the little, um, I have an iPhone. Yep. And so there's the screen time thing that tells you how much time, you know, <laughs> I, I never want to look at it. I'm like, when it pops up, I'm like, oh, don't look at it. You know, like, I don't want to know because I know, I know it's been a lot, yeah. especially the last um, month. And so, you know, I'm looking at that going, okay, I probably need to, you know, adjust the timer on there. Um, and then I need to recommit to not ignoring the timer when it goes off. And I'm like, eh, who cares? More time. Um, <laughs> so, which I'm totally guilty of doing. Um, and I'm really good at justifying it. You know, I'm really good at justifying it. You and I both work in this field where our work, it, some of it has to be online. Um, yeah. A lot of it has to be online. And so yeah. there's always the tension of how to navigate that well um yeah you know being responsible caring for your career but also like you know caring for your soul and it's tricky so 
Yeah, I've been thinking about that and I'm, I haven't fully landed on whether or not I'm going to like go fully off and do like a fast during Advent, which sounds, I feel like that sounds amazing. I would love to do that. Um, so I'm not sure yet, but I know that I will be pulling way, way back because I need to, it's just time. I can always tell, like I get this, you know, sort of sense in my spirit that's like, yeah, you need a break. You need to step away. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, I, I feel like I, I went from, uh, you know, checking pollsters every day, checking news websites for, you know, mm-hmm. reports or whatever to, you know, after the election, it was like, oh, I don't need to necessarily follow this stuff with this level of intricate mm-hmm. detail. And, and, but yeah, my, my screen time for the past couple of weeks has been a lot higher than usual. I'm very, I'm usually very competitive about that. Like I have like, like goals and I'm like going to hit my goal and it was just like, nope, there, there are no goals right now. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. but that's, I've been thinking a lot think, about a reset for that. This, this yeah. Well. And I think, you know, sometimes there are seasons like that. I feel like, you know, I, I want to tell people like you have permission to do that sometimes. Like it, it's, it's okay. Uh, but they're the balance. Like we got to find a good, a good rhythm that is working for us, you know, right. not working against us. Right. Yeah, which is most of the time. <laughs> so, um, you know, I know that you're kind of shifting a lot of your retreats and things like that, your refine retreat, you know, refinery mm-hmm. stuff online. But, you know, I'm curious, like, when you talk to people, like, what are they talking about right now as far as uh, either spiritual practices or just kind of what they're, yeah. what are they, what are they feeling? What are they going through? How, you know, where, where yeah. are you? meeting people right now? Yeah, I think um, what I'm hearing from people that I'm connected with is that a lot of us have had, um, especially since the pandemic started, this sense of fragmentation, of Mm -hmm. just feeling um, like a lot of the pieces of our life and, you know, it's, it's more than the pandemic. We had a, you know, and are having you know, this has been one of the most difficult election seasons I can remember, um, even more so, I think, than um, four years ago, which was already a difficult one. And then we have another difficult one for people. Um, you know, we have the cultural stuff that's going on um, in the cities, the the protests and riots and all of these things have been happening. I feel like we've had a, a lot to deal with as a people. And I think that what I keep hearing and what I know I've personally experienced is this sort of fragmentation of like, how do I exist in the midst of all of this chaos to some extent, a lot of chaos, um, a lot of big feelings, hurt feelings, hard feelings, you know, hard decisions. It is very difficult, I think, to feel um, rooted and grounded when it feels like you're in the middle of uh, a storm, a, a literal storm. Yeah. And there have been, I mean, we have hurricanes and fires and people have, so like in the refinery, which is the, um, it's a private online um, writer's guild that I host, we are actually, we've been um, doing group spiritual direction. And so there were people, it was a sign up kind of thing. So people who wanted to participate could sign up. It's been kept small. So we only have like, I think there's seven in the group. And it's been very interesting to sit with each other's uh, things in this kind of group 
setting and hold space for each other and hold each other's wrestlings and heartaches and all of those things. Um, and so, but what I'm seeing is that there's a need for that, that there's a need for um, that sense of community in the midst of carrying a lot of weight that we all feel like we're carrying. And some of us just aren't sure what to do with it, you know? Yeah. So um, spiritual direction, I've started working with a spiritual director during this season, um, which is new for me. Um, different things like that is, but I'm hearing and what I keep, I guess what I'm saying is there's a need for connection with somebody else to carry this stuff with you. Right. Right. Mm. Yeah. Right. And that goes with kind of that isolation we're feeling too. Yeah. Season, so, yeah. you know, and that's, you know, I think that we're both on the same page as far as, uh, you know, video calls being quite, quite different from seeing people in person, but even just doing video calls with people, I think gives us at least that, that moment of like attention between two mm -hmm. people paying attention to each other. Um, I think, you know, that that's like a real need right now for that. Yeah. And one -on -one I think, connection. um, absolutely the one-on-one -on -one connection. And what it also made me think of, as you were saying, that is a safe connection, a safe space, because I think mm. that what many of us have seen online is that that is not a safe space to share your processing. I was just thinking this morning, how grieved I am in this moment for the friends that I've seen in the last week issuing apologies for sharing things online because of people's reactions. And I am so sad that that is where we are, that people can't say something without having to, um, and I'm not talking, I mean, there are times where you need to apologize, but I don't think people need to apologize for having an opinion. I think that we're all, you know, we're allowed to have opinions. People don't have to like our opinion. They don't have to agree with our opinion, but we're allowed to have them. And I think that what people are hungry for spiritually is a safe space to process and to sit with the, their own feelings, the things that they're wrestling with and not feel that they're at risk of being judged or silenced or shamed or any of these things that we're seeing chronically happening online. Um, and I think, you know, what I'm seeing like in the refinery is it is a safe space. It is a safe space where people can share their process, share their spiritual stuff, and nobody is coming down on them, uh, you know, sort of demanding an apology for where they are in their life right now, you know? Mm. And I think that that's a, that's a need that people have and they're not finding it. You know, I think some people are looking for it online uh, and discovering that that is, that is not the space. You're not going to find it there. Right. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's definitely with, you know, spirituality, spiritual practices, like, there needs to be that process. I mean, that, you know, I think about the things that, you know, uh, I used to believe 20 years ago and that it would be mm -hmm. easy to, you know, if I, you know, met myself from 20 years ago, I'd find a lot to condemn, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. but I, I yeah. needed that, I needed that space. I need some time to process that and go through that. So that's, yeah, I can, yeah, I can relate. Um, as we as we kind of wrap things up here, um, yeah, I'm just curious, like what kinds of practices are helping you right now? What's what's grounding you? Um, kind of leaving it wide open as far as you know, yeah. whether that's spiritual practices or just something that you're doing that has helped you uh, stay yeah. grounded at this at this time. 
I would say um, one little thing that I do, and I actually have it right here, I'll show you. I, um, I light a candle every time I sit at my desk. It's a mm. simple thing, um, but every time I sit at my desk, I light a candle. And um, something about that little flame there just, um, I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's like a tangible thing that just, I love having it there. It reminds me like, this is, this is my little sanctuary, you know? I mean, when I come here to work, when I come here to, to do some of the things that I need to get done, it just, it helps me kind of keep um, my focus. So that's a simple, tangible thing that is important to me. I light a candle at my desk every time. Um, something else I'm trying to do and actually having a dog has helped is get outside. <laughs> so outside, um, but when I'm out there, like making a real point to, to look around, to look at the leaves, to look at the sky, to, um, you know, kind of look at my neighborhood and notice what is happening in people's yards and in their homes and like, just pay attention. Um, and you know, I love that Mary Oliver quote, like attention is the beginning of devotion. Mm. And so it's that reminder that like, I need to, I, I, need, I can go out and just take the dog out and not, you know not look at anything, not think about anything, but I'm trying to make every trip outside a conscious moment, even if I'm checking the mail, just a conscious moment of being present out there, noticing whatever I can notice, the smells, the sounds, all of it. And that helps me feel grounded, especially like I said, where I feel very fragmented in so many places that is like a literal grounding of like, this is where I am in this moment. Yeah. Um, and I will notice that I will notice as much as I can in the five, 10 minutes or whatever that I'm out there. Um, that helps sitting still. So I, um, I'm actually, even though, you know, I'm homeschooling, I'm working from home, I'm doing all these things. So finding um, time to just like sit in a chair and just, sit still for a few minutes is helping me too. I did that yesterday. We had beautiful weather yesterday, really unseasonably warm. And I deliberately went outside and I just sat down on our outdoor couch for a few minutes and I just sat. And I don't, I rarely do I just sit. I mean, you know, when you've got kids, you're, you're just doing stuff constantly. And so right. even just the act of being still for a few minutes um, is important. And it helps me just kind of like take a deep breath, you know, <laughs> get my bearings. Um, so I feel like for me, my spiritual practices right now, although, you know, scripture is part of it. I've been listening to, um, I'm in a season right now where it's easier to listen to Bible reading rather than sit down with my Bible. So I'm making a habit of listening to some scripture reading every day. Um, definitely always reading some spiritual related books right now I'm reading three now and books at once and they're all amazing um I love him <laughs> so much and um they all they all fit really nicely together so I'm reading those um but for me I feel like most of my spiritual practices are about just paying attention and noticing and for me particularly I, like my one of my struggles is that I can just like blow through a day I, mm. I get very um I'm a if you're an Enneagram I'm a four with a three wing and my three wing is probably almost as strong as my four. Um, so I can get very like focused and just like, I'm just going to work, 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 work and get stuff done. Right. And so that forcing myself to sit still is yeah. really important or to notice is really important for me. Mm, that's good. That's good. 
and you'll notice I have my uh, candles and my yes. succulent plant. I can be like, yes. my fingers a little lower. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So. Yes, plants too. Yeah, I've been buying a lot of plants. I'm yeah. surrounding myself with the outdoors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the plants are like all in the clearance right now at the uh, home improvement store. So I was just like, all right, we're loading up. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. those are, those are good words. I can definitely relate to that. Um, so if folks want to connect with you, what's your, what's the best way to get in touch with you? I am Chris Camille everywhere online. I think thankfully keep it simple. So on Instagram, yeah. Chris Camille, my website's chriscamille.com. Um, Facebook, it's all pretty easy to find. I quit Twitter. So I'm not, I'm not on Twitter. I think my profile is ah. still there, but I'm not on Twitter. Um, I finally, well, I actually quit it. Like, um, I really stopped posting, gosh, probably a couple of years ago, but I kept it on my phone. I kept thinking like maybe, and then I was like, you know what? No, Twitter is not a good space for me. I do not, I do not do well. That, that, that space hurts my soul. So okay. I was like, I got to get off of Twitter. <laughs> I can't deal with it. That's, I, so I, don't I look for should, me there. <laughs> I should make like a segment on this podcast just to talk about um, everybody's like weakness because for me it's Instagram yeah. like Instagram is just like you know mm. something about like what's the cool picture I'm going to see next what's the cool picture I'm going to see next and yeah. I it's harder to stop so that's the thing that I've like avoided I, I manage it all through like third-party apps um, okay yeah so that's that's, that's interesting because that yeah. is my happy space that, I know Instagram yeah. is where I spend the most time yeah. um, Facebook I kind of like it's I post to it usually like secondhand from Instagram. I don't enjoy Facebook much and I'm not on there very much. Yeah. Um, but Twitter for sure. I had to just cut it off. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. All right. It brought out the wrong thing in me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You should, I would love to see that conversation. You should totally do a segment Interesting. on that. Interesting. All right. Cool. Well, Chris, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. And we'll make sure we have links to your website, you know, in the show notes yeah. and all that. But um, thank you so thank much. Thank you for so much. Me. Yeah, thank you.